The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, we will be continuing Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on heavenly authority. The current sermon is from 1 Kings, and when we left off, Pastor was teaching on the idolatry of northern Israel under Jeroboam, following the division with southern Judah, which God ordained. Here is Pastor Greg. There has to be some type of division that truth can be refound, right? We discussed all that. But this conditional will of God to bring about this division of Israel is not an automatic endorsement of the people of the north, nor of Jeroboam, nor of their character. When he brings the division about as a punishment to Judah, as a punishment to Solomon and his house, it doesn't mean that automatically we can say, well, Jeroboam must be a good guy. The people of the north must have a better character than the people of the south. It's not so, right? They do the same exact thing. It is, as is stated, a judgment on the gross error of idolatry of Solomon and the need to break up the authority and punish that the truth will not be lost. But really, all Israel, all leaders, and all people, Jew and Gentile, have this problem of having other gods before the one true God, of making images in their lives to bow down to and serve, to take the name of the Lord their God in vain and emptiness, saying, we are his people, but not following or doing his ways. So it's not surprising then that those in the north will do the same thing as those in the south. And the people in the north are just as inclined into idolatry as the people around Judah. And we've been making the correlation to the church and church history. And obviously with the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ working throughout the church periods, it's not exactly the same. But, but there have been times that division has been necessary to break the power of older institutions that are going off in error. But that doesn't mean that the new, that which comes up as new, that they are exempt from the same problems. Because human nature is terribly sinful and terribly deceptive, and while the old can go off in one wrong direction because of centuries of mounting sin, obscuring the gospel, the new, the new designated Jeroboam can still go off in another direction, or maybe, like Jeroboam, the same direction, just in a different way, idolatry of a different type. It's not a rubber stamp on the replacement that automatically they have a better character. It's simply a pronouncement of a judgment on the former that they did something wrong and God's got to step in and change it. And that's why the study we did on the seven churches in the book of Revelation was so important because it speaks to all churches how to stay on target, how to stay on that narrow, straight path that you don't go off to the left, you do not go off to the right, but you look straight ahead to Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. And so 
in this study of heavenly authority, we've come full circle because we come to chapter 13 of 1 Kings, the man of God. How the Lord sends a prophet, but not just a prophet, a man of God, a man with no other designation than a man of God. And we remember back the very start of the Heavenly Authority series, way, way back, where we started to speak about in the Old Testament, the man of God versus the prophet of God. And this was the center of that study, and we won't redo that now. But we'll look at what happens just for the sake of knowing the history of Jeroboam. It says in chapter 13, verse 1, And behold, the man of God went from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord, and Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. Then he cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord. Again, the prophet coming in to bring correction to those in authority. O altar, altar, thus says the Lord, Behold the child, Josiah by name, shall be born to the house of David, and on you he shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who burn incense on you, and men's bones shall be burned on you. So here, this is such a clear prophecy, because Josiah is prophesied by name 300 years before he's even born. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Surely the altar shall be split apart, and the ashes on it shall be poured out. Verse 4 of chapter 13. So it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, who cried out against the altar in Bethel, what is the response of authority that has gone so far away from God to the word of God, to the truth? Anger, persecution. They persecute the prophets, Jesus said. That he stretched out his hand from the altar, saying, Arrest him. Then his hand, which he stretched out toward him, withered, so he could not pull it back to himself. The altar also was split apart and the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Then the king answered and said to the man of God, Please entreat the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me. So the man of God entreated the Lord and the king's hand was restored to him and became as before. The altar splits, the hand of Jeroboam withers, and so God will deal with all who think for a time they are so powerful. God is over all, and he can bring down any power, even to him who someday will deceive the whole world. He rules, but he rules only for a time. And in verse 6, you have Jeroboam, who has thought, pondered, protected himself politically by setting up this false religious system. And like a little child, not like the arrogant man who's pointing his hand, he asks this man of God to entreat the Lord God, your God, because he's not Jeroboam's God anymore, right? To pray, and, and the man of God prays. The hand is restored, but it has no lasting effect on the heart and the mind and the character of northern Israel. 
If you go down to chapter 13, 13 verse 33, after this event, Jeroboam did not turn from his evil way. He had a chance to repent. God displayed his power, but Jeroboam does not repent. But again, he made priests from every class of people for the high places, whoever wished. And he consecrated him, and he became one of the priests of the high places. But again, he made priests from every class of people for the high places. Whoever wished, he consecrated him. If anybody wanted to be a priest, okay, you can be a priest. Whoever wished, he consecrated him, and he became one of the priests of the high places. So there was no distinction, no understanding, is this person a man of God? He just takes everyone and puts them in the role. Verse 34, and this thing was the sin of the house of Jeroboam, so as to exterminate and destroy it from the face of the earth. And this thing was the sin of the house of Jeroboam, so as to exterminate and destroy it from the face of the earth. He's been given another chance. The man of God has warned him. He's seen the power of God. And now he's even being freer. He hasn't stopped doing evil. He's making all types of idolatrous high places, putting anybody he wants in as a religious authority. And it will be a sin that will exterminate his own house. We read in verse 34. Judgment. His little son, Abijah, Abijah becomes very sick. And Jeroboam tells his wife in uh, chapter 14, verse 2, Please arise and disguise yourself, that they may not recognize you as the wife of Jeroboam. And go to Shiloh. Indeed, Ahijah, the prophet, is there, who told me that I would be king over this people. And he tells her to take loaves of cake and honey, and then in verse 3 he says, And go to him, and he will tell you what will become of the child. And this is amazing. We've seen it many times over, how they recognize the authority of God and the need for a blessing of God, and somehow they feel they can manipulate God through his servant. Ahijah is the one that told about Jeroboam becoming the king. Well, go there. Maybe somehow if you disguise yourself, he won't know you're my wife. He can say, my son is sick. Get him to say something that the kid can be healed. They know the power of God, but they do not know the power of God. If God is so powerful, how is the fact that his wife disguises herself going to fool God Almighty? They look to use God to manipulate him for a blessing, never to say, we have an awesome judgment ahead of us. We better change because you cannot fool God. And Ahijah's eyes are, at this point, he's very old, and Ahijah's eyes are glazed, or glazed with age. He cannot see. In verse 4 it says, And Jeroboam's wife did so. She arose and went to Shiloh and came to the house of Ahijah, but Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were glazed by reason of age. But verse 5, The Lord had said to Ahijah, Here is the wife of Jeroboam coming to ask you something about her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus you shall say to her, for it will be when she comes in that she will pretend to be another woman. And he is such a great prophet that God can tell him, even though he's blind, he can see better than someone with sight. 
and he sees clearly through this deception, and he pronounces the judgment. In verse 7, Go tell Jeroboam, thus says the Lord God of Israel, because I exalted you from among the people and made you ruler over my people Israel and tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you, and yet you have not been as my servant David. Remember the conditional promise. Who kept my commandments and who followed me with all his heart to do only what was right in my eyes. But you have done more evil than all who were before you, for you have gone and made for yourself other gods and molded images to provoke me to anger and have cast me behind your back. What an expression. Throwing God off over his shoulder to the back. Therefore, behold, verse 10, I will bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam and will cut off from Jeroboam every male in Israel, bond and free. I will take away the remnant of the house of Jeroboam as one takes away refuse, garbage, until it is all gone. The dog shall eat whoever belongs to Jeroboam and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field, for the Lord has spoken. Arise, therefore, go to your own house. When your feet enter the city, the child shall die, and all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he is the only one of Jeroboam who shall come to the grave, because in him there is found something good toward the Lord God of Israel, in the house of Jeroboam. Join Pastor Greg on the web for serious Bible study. The address is www.shiarjashub.org And may the Lord bless you as you serve Him.